Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Our next guest is a five times Irish national surfing champion, the first female surfer to ride the big wave off the coast of Clare, and is so connected to water that she's even named after a river. So it only makes sense that she'd write a book all about it. Her name is Eski Britton, and she's the author of Ebb and Flow. She's also uh, a PhD in environment and society. She's on the line. Good morning, Eski. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's Dermot here. How was your weekend? Yeah, great. Uh, here in Rust Island, Donegal. So we spent most of it on the beach and, and by the sea, um, uh, as I try to do nearly every day. <laughs> were, you, were you up on the board? Were you surfing? Yeah, I got to surf with my dad, actually. He's still going going strong, late 60s. So that's always a really special connection we've had since uh, I was born, really. That's so cool. Is it one of those sports that you can play or into old age? I mean, can you surf relatively, you know, into your 70s or 80s? I think so. It's so inspiring seeing what it does for dad. It just gives him that passion to be connected with something like the ocean. And I think a really inherent part of the motivation is that it is playful. Like we're drawn to it because it just feels so good rather than like having to drag ourselves off to the gym or something. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, definitely. I can see he's he's the real embodiment of this blue health kind of buzzword that's knocking around now. Do you think the water itself has helped him stay so vibrant? I think so. I mean, that's then what I kind of try to unpack in my book, Ebb and Flow, is, is what is it about water that makes us feel that way? And I certainly see it in, in Dad. So my a lot of my work has been unpacking as a scientist, like the evidence and understanding why. Um, and then also kind of um, that delving into the more indigenous wisdom traditions that have that story of, of understanding of water as medicine, as the source of all life. So mm. it definitely has an effect on us on so many levels. Yeah, we'll get to maybe some of that folklore in a sec, but tell us about your grandmother, Mary Britton, because <laughs> she is essentially, or certainly, you know, in certain quarters, they would regard her as the person who brought surfing to Ireland. Yeah, there's definitely a, a water mythology running through my family history, um, for sure. And lovely to have that throughout the generations, especially coming from my grandmother. Um, and she was, I suppose, something of a visionary for the time in the 60s in the northwest of Ireland, promoting tourism and made it to California in the 60s when there was like Malibu and the Beach Boys and all of that kicking off. So she saw surfing for the first time. Mm. Um, and then I, I don't know how, but somehow she managed to bring the first surfboards back to Ireland. There are these Malibu boards, so they're 10 foot long uh, pop-outs they were called so that in itself was a feat (laughs) and and she had decided to get them for tourists but she had five boys including my dad and and they saw these things and were like my goodness let's let's give this a go, but they had no idea what they were doing for the first few years with them kind of floating around in the water until they saw travelling surfers standing up on them that's that's how the story goes Oh wow, (laughs) they're like oh my god, we've been doing it wrong Yeah, that's amazing. So then obviously it was passed down through the family. The surfboards were uh, part of the furniture, I suspect. How did you end up being named after the River Iski? Well, where the river comes out, um, it creates this surf break, actually a right and a left. And it just happens to be one of my dad's favorite waves. Um, and so I got named, yeah, named after a wave. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, then it was, you know, it was definitely your destiny after that. I mentioned that you'd surfed 
the big wave, the one down, is it all in the Sarak off the cliffs of Moher? Um, um, Sarak, Aliens, yeah, yeah, way back in, gosh, I think I was 21 when I first surfed it in 2007. <laughs> and you did the Hell Wave, as it's known, <laughs> which would strike the fear of God into you just by the name alone, in uh, Tiahupu in Tahiti? In Tahiti, yeah, I was 16 years old, so maybe possibly, definitely the, probably the first Irish person to, to tackle that anyways. That was a real eye-opener with the power of the ocean and just the different energy in different oceans. Mm. So the Pacific was like a whole other ball game. And then surfing in water that was, I guess, so clear and with really live coral reefs with no wetsuit. It was actually quite scary because I couldn't float as well. <laughs> and I'm used to be able to bounce off the, you know, the reefs and the seaweed here. And yeah. I think you don't get cut up. But, uh, Interesting. Thing. And mm-hmm. like, how do you, when you're going to surf one of those big waves, what do you do differently? Like, and how do you protect yourself if it's possible at all? Good question. Um, it's, yeah, it's something that I unpack a lot actually in my other book, Saltwater and the Blood, that looks at that, my experience of surfing, I suppose, and how to <laughs> get your head in the game in those situations. Because, mm. you know, it's, you're really faced with quite a, a literal um, fear and danger situation, and it really triggers all your, you know, massive amounts of adrenaline, which creates the buzz. But then you also need to be able to calm the whole mind and body for those situations where you get caught by a wave and, and tossed around and have to hold your breath. And the more you panic, the more oxygen you use up. And so a lot of my training um, before I'd even get into the water would be around a lot of mindfulness-based practices and breath work. Um, So doing that, engaging with that on land during the the down days and have would really help me then to rely on that or draw upon it when I'm in a scenario that's I guess stress inducing. <laughs> so yeah. there's I mean that translates really well into pretty much everything in life. But Absolutely, yeah. Surfing. And at sixteen do you think when you were doing the hell wave, do you think you've a level of fearlessness at that age that maybe makes it harder to do as we get older? Yeah, really interesting point. I think so. I really see the benefit for young people. I mean, the younger you can get into it for kids to be engaged with the ocean, especially surfing. There's just this... um just this ability to not be stuck in our heads, I suppose you see it. They're just really embodied in the moment and, and, and present with, with what is. And there's a lot more of that, I suppose, wonder and awe. Even when I was in this sort of dangerous um, spot to surf, it was I just what stays with me now or, or was the beauty of the place, um, taking all of that yeah. in, you know, just a, a real sensory experience. I think it's amazing for young people in particular, for all of us, but uh, I'm a teenager. Um, you know, dealing with the uh, approaching leaving cert and, you know, it can be, a t- it's a tough, tough environment for teenagers these days, but nothing transforms him like surfing. Um, oh, amazing. You know, wow. he's, his there mood is elevated, he's excited, he's optimistic, his energy levels are different. It's, it really has a massive impact, him and his brother. Um, what, through your research, have you discovered, you know, does, is the water doing for us? Why does that happen? Yeah, it's incredible. There's so much evidence to support now that, that those experiences of being in, on or near water. So, and especially surfing as well, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, it's one of the most psychologically experiences and environments we can be in and access as humans. So there is just this innate water connection that we're drawn to as well. That's like kind of in, in our genes, as it were. Mm. Um, and then the other part, I think with surfing, there's a couple of things that come out in the research I've done around ocean surfing 
water therapy, which is rapidly growing around the world. And I unpack this in the book as well, like why water is so healing and transformative. Um, one aspect is that, again, I mentioned before, the playfulness part. So that it's that importance of kind of getting out of our heads and tapping into that kind of more playful energy uh, that isn't necessarily focused on performance or things we have to do. So we get into that different <clears throat> mindset. And the other really important part is that it is challenging. Um, so we're crossing over from land into sea, into this environment that's unfamiliar. Maybe it's cold. Um, it challenges us. We have to like, you know, we're confronted with maybe uncomfortable feelings and emotions and fears, which is all part of the transformative mm. experience. Because when you catch a wave, you realize, oh, I can actually come through all of that. And there's this much bigger experience on the mm. other side. So for young people and teenagers, teenagers in particular, for building that kind of resilience and confidence, it's amazing. Yeah. And you've, there's some proof that it helps with grief as well, which I find really interesting because yeah. obviously people can find uh, grief, you know, like a, a bottomless pit sometimes, very difficult to navigate. What have you found in that area? Yeah, there's a whole chapter in the book that's sort of more or less kind of dedicated to looking at grief and loss and the connection in with water and healing um, in ebb and flow. And it's it's interesting, I think, well, it comes up again and again, and in particular with those more immersive experiences and a lot of um, sea swimmers I would have spoken to, especially would say this, of how it just offers this profound release of emotion, this emotional release. And it comes, there's a few reasons for that. Again, the physiological, because we're in our bodies, we're actually able to feel our feelings, which in a day-to-day can kind of even be hard, like to check in with actually, mm. how am I feeling? And so because it offers this real embodied experience, it ha- offers a way to begin to connect with those more uncomfortable emotions. And then I, there's a, it also comes up again and again when people share their experience is that it's a place without judgment when you're in something like the sea um, it just has that kind of freeing quality to it that I think really helps with that emotional release as well yeah Iski I could chat to you all day about this unfortunately <laughs> we can't because uh, we've got to get on with the show but I can't wait uh, for people to read the book it's called Ebb and Flow Connect with the Patterns and Power of Water and uh, you know I think it just taps into something sometimes I think we have a strange relationship with water as Irish people even though we are an island mm-hmm. nation um, in one way you know we're, we feel connected but in a lot of other ways we feel disconnected I think your book is going to really help people to maybe rekindle something that maybe we've lost a bit of lovely to talk to you Iski and oh, uh, Keep up the great work. Thanks a million, Dermot. Bye. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today FM.